Hello and welcome to the Security Token Show. Did you know that last year's stablecoins almost had more transactions than Visa? Ooh. Crazy numbers, Kyle. Wow. Let's dive into the show. It's time for the Security Token Show. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in security token news. Coming from across the globe to your living room. And delivering all the latest STOs and getting you up to date on what's happening in the market. So what are you waiting for? Let's get on with the show. show we've got lined up today. We're your hosts. I'm Hurry Konings. This is Kyle Solomon. We're in sunny Miami, Florida, ready to give you all the latest and greatest happening in tokenization. But before we do that, we want to thank our sponsor, which this week is Legible. Legible is doing tax and reporting for crypto and tokenization, something that if you're a crypto trader, don't forget, don't skip out on that. Definitely work with a company like Legible. And they actually just did a webinar breaking down all of their services and how businesses and individuals can leverage all of their different technological solutions to improve this process. But it's for security token advisors, Success Network members only. So check out the Success Network if you want to learn more about some of the leading vendors in the industry across tokenization and finance. And thank you to Legible for being our sponsor this week. We, of course, couldn't make this show possible without our sponsor. So thank you, Legible. But Kyle, I don't know about you. I'm ready for the top five. Let's dive in. Number five, folks, we got big news that the consortium behind the USDC, which is actually only two members, Circle <laughs> and Coinbase, they've officially unwinded. So the big results mm. of it are actually all governance now, Kyle, for the USD stable coin USDC will now lie with Circle, the, the company that is really most recognized, I think, for managing and operating all the, work anyway. the stable coin. They seem to be doing all the work. But Coinbase is making a significant investment into Circle, and they will be splitting the revenues still from USDC fees. Uh, but interestingly enough, based on the amount that each company respectively holds, it actually may seem that Coinbase is earning more than Circle from USCC, which is pretty interesting all to say. Yeah, I think that from what I was able to read and read into this, they're really trying to firewall the stablecoin, especially between the two firms, just because of a lot of the regulatory crackdowns around exchange and stablecoin relationships. There are some ideas around trust and, and some sort of monopoly style of thing where they may be favoring one over another. So I think that this was just as much a regulatory move to insulate one another as much as it is was financial or a potential disagreement within Absolutely. the thing. And into number four, Australia launching a CBDC pilot, and they did have some interesting conclusions. They did note four specific benefits to the entire trial, and those were smarter payment technology, innovations in their financial markets, digital money, and the integrations that come with it, and then a more inclusive 
digital economy, all four of these things they noted in significant detail on how they can benefit the end consumer. But there was one point of contention, and that was specifically that they concluded that a lot of these benefits may actually not need blockchain technology at all, and that they could leverage digital solutions that don't leverage on-chain settlement. We disagree, of course, here on the show with many of the cost and efficiency savings that come with automation of these processes, but Australia is not yet convinced. More research is yet to be done. I would like to say that blockchain definitely adds a layer of transparency that people would probably like in the world of CBDCs, which we know is a pretty polarizing topic. Interesting 44-page report you can go check out from the Reserve Bank of Australia. And number three, we've got big news from Asianex. One of the big next Singaporean marketplaces is a huge joint venture behind SBI and SIX. That's Japan, Switzerland, coming together through Singapore, hoping to connect all those borders. But Kyle, the big news is, is that the AsianX platform, they've selected Colts Market Solution Software. That's both a uh, data on the cloud solution as well as PrismNex, essentially the technology that'll power their trading, their high-frequency trading solutions behind the marketplace, which will offer, as we discussed, digital securities as well as crypto products for institutional investors across those jurisdictions. So very exciting news as eyes are on AsianX to launch their marketplace. Congratulations to them. And moving into another marketplace, or at least a financial services provider offering transactional solutions for digital securities, we've got Denari. They were approved by FINRA to move forward in tokenizing stocks. They're working with a U.S.-based company, or they are a U.S.-based company, but they're doing international style of transfers through Reg S's for international investors trying to take crypto to invest into stocks like Tesla or Walt Disney or Microsoft and others. They are trying to essentially build the U.S. markets on the blockchain. They're also a registered transfer agent and the company has received a multi-million dollar funding round that we just covered on the show a couple of weeks ago. So Denari is not stopping with their momentum as they continue to launch their products. Big news, definitely check out that DShares platform. But moving into number one, as we had just talked about at the beginning of the show, Kyle, would you have guessed that out of all the stable coins, you know, some of them have tens of billions in market cap. Sure. And if you combine all the transaction volume behind them, would you have guessed that there was $11 trillion, $11 trillion in total transactions in 2022? No, no. And, and as we talked about in the beginning there, $11.6 from Visa. So the stable coins here in our centralized and decentralized crypto economy rivaling some of the largest payment processors in the world. This is a big narrative, of course, folks. The idea that blockchain and the future of payments will live on blockchain and will one day surpass the great behemoths of Visa and MasterCard in terms of, you know, transactions. But it is worth noting, I think, a couple of different discrepancies. Yes. The, the first is for sure, when it comes to stable coins, they power all of Web3. Hmm. And Web3 isn't just me going to the store to buy my groceries or pay for a meal or gas. Am I right? Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm, you know, potentially making huge investments, huge purchases, huge transactions, huge right. trading volumes that are all being powered by these stable coins. So naturally, when you compare 
Visa's payment processing, which no one's using a Visa card to buy stocks <laughs> and buy other things, that's a little bit different than the complete entirety of all of stablecoins being used. So you're right? telling me that, that you know, the investors in Denari's most recent round didn't just swipe the uh, the Visa credit card? No, they did not. Million. And in fact, if it wasn't for USDC or USDT, you wouldn't be able to transact on that right. platform. So that's why this is indeed a, a, worth, a, a worthy note. Totally. You know? The other thing that I think is interesting, and this goes into some of that, I don't want to say conspiracy stuff, but the, the Brevin Howard digital report that we're citing here talking about these volumes did note that 75% of all of these transactions, including about 41% of the volume, which on 11 trillion is four to five trillion dollars of this stablecoin transactions, were coming from Tron and Binance. Now, you've heard of Binance because they have a ton of regulatory scrutiny around money laundering and all kinds of improper regulatory compliance procedures. And you may not have heard of Tron because not a lot of people have in the United States as it is a primarily APAC region blockchain led by Justin Sun, who certainly has had his own run-ins with the law. So there are a lot of red flags here around where some of this volume is coming from, but that doesn't deny the fact that this is really proving a significant use case in the transactional economy. At the end of the day, those transactions are on-chain. Whatever they were used for, we, we cannot say with certainty, but that is for sure still an interesting number. 11 trillion, Kyle. I'd be willing to bet that for sure. It's going to be way more that than that in 2023, so we'll be analyzing those numbers as well. And as we've talked about in the past, stable coins, and now as we're seeing treasury bills, products, money market funds, and other similar cash-equivalent vehicles are getting tokenized uh, and starting to get traded. So all very interesting stuff. What a top five, Kyle. With that, we've let's head over to our Success Network updates and then to our institutional update. Welcome back to the SDA Success Network part of the show. I'm Jason Barraza with the latest updates from our members and upcoming events. Let's jump right in. Starting off with security token market, STM just announced it's tokenized this conference, which will be from October 11th through the 13th, fully virtual and completely free to attend, so no excuses. Tokenized this is going to be carefully curated to include the most sought after topics and expert panelists to address them. If tokenization impacts you in any way, whether for your assets, your career, or your investments, then this conference is for you. Sign up and learn more at summit.stm.co. Now moving on, we have news from Securitize as they launched their app on iOS this past week. This comes only a month after Wisdom Tree launched theirs, Wisdom Tree, Wisdom Tree Prime. You'll have access to both primary and secondary market offerings right on their app, including the Hamilton Lane Senior Credit Opportunities Fund, KKR Healthcare Growth 2 Fund, and TNT Franchise Fund, among others. Congratulations, Securitize, on another step towards making tokenized assets as accessible and investor-friendly as possible. And now moving into our events this week, I'd like to highlight our upcoming fireside chat with Intain covering operational savings, something that's often overlooked when talking about the benefits of tokenization, yet extremely valuable. This webinar is going to be this Wednesday, August 30th at 11 a.m. Eastern for both STA Insights and Professional Plan members. That's all this week. Let's hop on over to Peter Gaffney and the institutional updates. All right, welcome back to the institutional segment of the show. I'm Peter Gaffney, head of research at Security Token Advisors. I have a specific headline coming out of Hong Kong this past week that caught my eye. So Project Evergreen, which encompasses Hong Kong monetary authorities, 
green bond issuance in February 2023 through Goldman Sachs digital asset platform GSDAP issued some feedback recently. So while the reporting states digital bonds can you know, enhance efficiency, liquidity, and transparency in bond markets, which we know, it also stresses the need for interoperability and connectivity among the systems. Now, this goal goes for varying blockchain protocols and solutions, all the way to conventional and traditional systems alike. We also know that. Without having some sort of operational bridge to really ensure these groups and no cogs in the machine are cut off, the technology ceiling is pretty limited on a standalone basis. Now, this is something we've emphasized in our upcoming State of Security Tokens 2023 Q2 publication as well. While the product-facing side is fun and glamorous and great and makes big headlines, the real bulk of these blockchain-based product efficiencies are going to stem from that back office, from that back and middle office digitization, aka implementing blockchain solutions that allow for necessary third parties to be permissioned and plug into a singular data ledger to basically be able to operate in real time together doing their usual everyday operations and activities. Until then, we'll be able to you know, continue penetrating the markets with these one-off issuances, but this project reiterates just that. Now, that's all I really have from today. <clears throat> just a simple headline, but that is the key theme that we should reiterate going forward. Look at that back, look at that middle office before looking at the revenue generating stuff on that front end. Until then, we'll have some more of those headlines coming home. Let's see how Sam Sachs is breaking down this week's market updates. Hello and happy Monday. The security token market cap has settled at $16.8 billion. But we've got great news out of Realty as they've continued to build even in the bear market. They've recently added two new properties that have begun trading. These are located in Detroit, Michigan and will be available to Reg D investors. INX also announced the successful closing of the initial investment by Republic pursuant to subscription agreement between INX and Republic, which was dated June 15th, 2023. Republic, which is a global financial firm operating a digital merchant bank and network of investment platforms, has officially acquired 9.5% of INX's issued and outstanding shares with a $5.25 US million investment, which will be paid to INX in the combination of cash and preferred B shares of Republic, reflecting a pre-money valuation for INX of approximately 50 million US dollars. In that agreement is also an option to increase that stake in time. That's all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week, and we will see you next Monday. All right, to close out our show, we're ending it up here with our companies of the week. Herwig, I think we've had an amazing show, but it is important to highlight some of the companies that we found the most interesting. And I actually wanted to cover one that didn't quite make our top five because of the fact that it's kind of a series of announcements that they've made, or not even quite public announcements, but moves they've made. Want to jump right in. You're free to choose whoever you like is your company of the week, regardless of what the show is. Kyle, I think we're interested. Who did you pick? Goldman Sachs. So mm -hmm. the investment bank, and you know, we've heard about GSDAP, that platform where they're launching all kinds of tokenized assets. But I wanted to call your attention to something interesting from an article from Ledger Insights that I was reading about. And they have actually filed half a dozen patents on the tokenization economy, specifically talking about distributed ledgers with joint claims on token ownership. They also cite token pools and liquidity measures, which is fascinating because market making is a really interesting, I think one of the best use cases uh, that we've seen from a lot of these smart contract economies. They also have insurance on funds that are locked 
in these pools and creating design patents around those things, as well as other tokenization patents filed in March and all the way back from November of earlier last year. And additionally, they tried to also issue patents on KYC and AML measures using blockchain. So they've been really trying to cover the map with a lot of this intellectual property. I don't think a lot of people are fully aware of the moves they're making on that side, so I wanted to give them a shout out. I don't think many are focused on the patent side of things in this space, but as we move towards institutional adoption and enterprise adoption, you you better believe that this stuff is going to become very relevant. So totally. I think it's a very apt choice, Kyle. Hopefully you pick? we get some time. Check out those Goldman Sachs patents. But I had to go and give it to one of the new entrants uh, of the space. They've been around since 2021, but they've really put themselves on the map since just last week when they announced their D-Shares platform. I'm talking about none other than Denari. Um, and Denari, I think, is it deserves a spotlight, Kyle, because there have been a lot to this day over the last call of five or six years where we've seen other players try to build a marketplace where you can invest in tokenized public stocks. This is the ability to buy say, a tokenized version of Disney or NVIDIA or Tesla. And ultimately, a lot of those times, those companies failed for a number of different reasons, usually because of their failed uh, understanding of the regulatory structure. And that's why I want to give it out to Denari, because they are really looking at this thing all the way through and through. So not only, as we just announced earlier, they now have transfer agent license, Right? They're with the SEC. They have that ability uh, to now offer those services through their platform, a critical part, I think, of creating an end-to-end -end marketplace for tokenized stocks. And we've, it's been revealed that they are now waiting to hear back from FINRA for their very own broker-dealer that they'll manage to be able to actually facilitate the secondary trading of mm. these. So right now, the way they have it set up, Kyle, is you can go ahead and buy, and they do back it. So they go out and buy that stock that's actually custodied with uh, Alpaca Securities and Interactive Brokerage Group. Uh, so real uh, custodians where they hold the shares and then they tokenize one-to-one. -one, and the only way to get liquidity right now is to sell it back to the company. That's pretty cool. Um, but what is even cooler, another shout-out is if you go to the Arbitrum blockchain, uh, all of these transactions, all these stock purchases are recorded live on that blockchain. Wow. Uh, and you can use USDC, you can USDT uh, to invest uh, if you're an international investor. So they're using RegS in order to make all this happen, Kyle. So again, I think I wanted to highlight all this because they put a robust system together. You can even receive dividends from these stocks. They've really thought of it end-to-end, -end, and I'm wishing them a lot of success with their FINRA approval to be able to bring their vision to completion. And that's our show this week. Please like, comment, subscribe, do what you do. Reach out to Herwig or myself on Twitter or LinkedIn or anywhere to share some of your thoughts and feedback. If you're a company in the industry, make sure to get us your articles. Submit them on stlmarket.com news. Go to stm.co for all of our great insights and updates or subscribe to the Security Token Advisors Success Network if you really want the deep dives into everything going on in the tokenization space. And keep in mind, folks, stm.co, your one-stop shop for all things security tokens, but we recently announced Tokenize This. Go register. It's free. It's going to be three days of awesome tokenization education. And with that, I hope to catch you again next Monday. Happy tokenizing.